G'day. You're listening to The Misadventures of Bo Hogart and the Brilliant Blue-Eyed Woman. My name's Vic. Plume.com. Chapter 7. Get your kicks on Route 99. Enjoy. Warning. The self-destruct system has been activated. The ship will self-destruct in 20 minutes. Option to override self-destruct expires in 10 minutes. The sound of driving into the all-but-set sunset was like a vibrating commercial for cornflake molecules, but without the crunch. It was now more than blatantly obvious the purple trip tax, which I'd been tic-tac-taking in place of my tranquilizers, needed, needed to, to be, be on, on tranquilizers, tranquilizers themselves. themselves. Wherever I was, it was now apparent that the combi and I needed to be elsewhere, even though we already were. I had a strong smelling feeling I needed to be someplace brown, busy and chinging, but I was somewhere large, with spherically iridescent armpits, and when I opened my eyes, the alternating blue-green sound waves emanating from the radio commercials shielded them for an estimated three minutes at a time. That's when I realised it wasn't the sound of the combi driving into the now set sunset. It was was the radio radio telling telling me to eat eat cornflakes. And the vehicle itself wasn't actually moving. The pulsating voice talked to me through a static king-size mattress made of white noise, telling me they'd stay crunchy. But I knew they'd get uncrunchy if you added cow juice, and I didn't know anyone who wanted to eat squashed and baked flakes of alleged corn pieces without the addition of mother's milk, even Even if if it was sucked from from the teats of a completely different species. And why were they using loud and annoying sounds to try? and make me eat them. It was driving me to the edge of insanity, but I wasn't getting out no, no matter, matter how slow it stayed still. still. After much thought, only two questions remained unanswered. Why were strangers bombarding me with flaky information? And where Where the the hell hell could I I get get some? A futuristic sound whizzed by me from the past. Looking into the rear world viewer, I noticed a lengthy interconnected caterpillar displaying many pairs of bright white eyes. It was exuding negative vibes by emitting a cluster of monotonous brown goose-like honking sounds that made modern jazz sound good. I didn't want any part of it, so I set the headlights to slow roast and pressed my foot against the energy distribution lever, causing the combi to grow larger and larger, while the aggressive grub of Gargantua grew smaller and smaller until it finally disappeared. I was on a mission in the now and headed for the future to get cornflakes. And according to Mick Jagger, from there I was to take the mother road, the main street of America, to the Gulf of Mexico. Yes, I was off to Route 66. Or was it Route 99? No, I was supposed to be going to Los Angeles or Los Venus or Los... 
Tropos. But as to why, I couldn't remember. It couldn't be for cornflakes. I could get them anywhere, except, except where, where I, I was. was. All I knew was that nothing mattered. Me and Mick were heading off on an adventure, and although my instincts were rarely accurate, I knew this was going to be a breeze. But, but what, what did, did I, I know? An unraveling universe appeared on the dashboard, its ever-expanding face advising me to appease the universal god of road tax by releasing handfuls of Lou Stain's Benjamin Franklin snapshots into the warm night air. Unfortunately, the warm night air had turned rock hard, causing my transmuting neon knuckles to crack loudly and painfully against it every time I tried to release my employer's photographic funds into the Earth's atmosphere. Fortunately, I found the hard air handle and wound it around and around until the hard air softened, allowing me to successfully free the flapping salary snaps into the soft night sky. It was a weird world, and, and it, it was, was getting, getting weirder. weirder. I took off my socks and threw them over my shoulder, only to be deafened by the booming crash as they landed on the mattress. I wondered what the time was, and then I wondered what time was. It was going to be a long drive. Oh, wasn't it? And then it all became clear. Our sun was an electron revolving around a nucleus that was helping to make up an atom that was helping to make up the point of a Bankster's ballpoint pen. A pen that continued to sign the earthly paperwork that allowed the insanity of the global free-range lunatic asylum to continue. A pen that was fast running out of ink. After swerving to miss something that wasn't there, I decided to stop thinking. This, this was, was harder, harder than, than I, I thought, thought, but it gave me something to think think about while I travelled through wherever the hell I was possibly going. I was sure I was somewhere, but without being able to prove it, nothing was certain. And, and of that, I, I was sure. sure. I definitely hoped I wasn't heading nowhere, or I'd have to turn around and come back when I got there. <laughs> After firing several gunshots at a flock of Tasmanian devil raptors as they tried to fly through the multicoloured twister that had formed in my driver's side window, I heard a cosmically charged sparking noise fizzing with electricery under the dashboard. I couldn't see any smoke, but that didn't mean it wasn't there. It was definitely a worry, but not as worrying as the bearded backpacker sitting in the hitchhiking seat next to me. Did, Did he, he appear, appear out, out of thin air? air? If not, why couldn't I remember collecting him? Where are we going? He blurted in a suspect Italian accent, hiding his fear behind a thin veil of pure panic. Nobody knows, I answered. I suppose we just have to have faith. My answer must have satisfied him because after I emptied my pistol at another Tasmanian devil raptor, he opened the door and, and was gone. I continued travelling while contemplating at the speed of light headedness. Who was that weird wanderer? Was he some kind of computer-generated stunt performer who decided to leap back into the 20th century to become a stunt man? 
but I had other concerns to lose track of. The engine made a smoky noise, but this time there was no spark. I was losing confidence fast. I wound up the molten window and slowed to 60 miles per hour in order to try and hold on to as much of it as I could. Something strange was happening and there was only one thing I knew with any certainty. I was a slave, toiling for anonymous banksters' captivity coupons, aka satanic slavery slips, which I needed to exchange for whiskey and tranquilizers so I could endure my continued servitude. Or was, was I? I? And who was listening? But that wasn't all I knew. I was totally out of control and it was all completely... <coughs> But what did I know? Or, or didn't, didn't I? I? Luckily, there was always hope. And when that ran out, I could always contemplate getting out and chasing it on foot. But, but first, first, I'd, I'd have, have to, to wake, wake from, from the, the psychedelic, psychedelic sleep, sleep I'd, I'd just, just fallen into. You have now reached the end of Chapter 7.